0: actually we need to really normalize the idea of relationships ending and that sometimes the uncoupling um, of a relationship is the bravest and the healthiest and the wisest choice for everybody involved hello and welcome to the grounded families podcast with me julia goodall psychologist and coach This is a podcast for all families, navigating life, love, and relationships. We delve into our stories and experiences of family, and how these go on to shape and change who we are. I'm so happy to have you here. Hello, lovely ones. I wanted to talk today a little bit about uncoupling, because I think that Sometimes, when there is couples therapy or couples coaching, relationship coaching, that a lot of people feel like the point of that is to stay together. And so they are disappointed or angry or um, confused when sometimes those processes end in uncoupling. And I think that actually we need to really normalize the idea of relationships ending and that sometimes the uncoupling um, of a relationship is the bravest and the healthiest and the wisest choice for everybody involved. And I think that that can bring up um, all sorts of feelings for people, depending on how they've been brought up. I think that there's lots of religious significance to this um, for lots of groups of people. And also because we live in this kind of productivity-based culture where we complete things, and if we don't complete them, they don't count. And so something about a relationship ending feels as if it has it's not done its job or that we're supposed to the relationship has failed. And then unless you are together until one of you dies, that means the relationship has not been good. And I think that one way that yeah, like one of the things, you know, that we celebrate anniversaries. This is what I want to say. We celebrate anniversaries. And I think that that is a lovely and an important ritual And i'm definitely not saying we shouldn't do that but i think that because of the culture around anniversaries there is this um again sort of implicit belief saying like the longer you are together the better (laughs) and i feel that sometimes that is just not true sometimes the couples will work on their relationship they will work separately they will go through all sorts of life changes to see if they can kind of reshuffle the way things are working in their lives and it's not enough. Um, and I, I never think that that work is wasted because I think whether you have children or not, I think if you have kids, then you'll be having to co-parent and that work will be even more important because you'll still need to be communicating. You'll need to be doing things at least similarly with your children um, so that they feel contained. And if you don't have children, it's still important because the lessons you don't learn in this relationship you will just have to keep learning in the next one and that's not to say that one person is to blame like for dynamics in relationships but often the thing we bring to one relationship will be the thing we bring to the next one and the next one and the next one and actually it's kinder and healthier to like acknowledge that and to move through that at least your part um in that dynamic in the relationship you're currently in um that it can really help people to let go of of that relationship and when it comes to uncoupling and it's hard because again we have really romanticized views of love and about what it looks like and what it feels like and what people even look like when they're in love and that's because people uncouple or because the relationship ends, it doesn't even mean that they hadn't loved each other. It just means that they're moving into a different part of that sort of relationship together and that they don't necessarily want the same things anymore. So, yeah, it's not about failure. I think that when couples kind of strive to stay together at all costs, I think that that's actually when lots of damage can happen. Is that you are both feeling trapped, or one of you is feeling trapped, and human beings don't do well when they feel trapped. So, if they feel like there's no other option, your nervous system is affected by that. It goes into kind of um, collapse, and yeah, our, our bodies don't function well. Depending on the way in which you coped with sort of situations of high stress or trauma as a child, will also dictate how this happens for you. But when people feel that they have a choice and have another option and that's when couples work can really begin to be useful around you don't have to stay in the situation you can work through this and leave or you can work through this and stay together that the work is not like fixing or forcing the relationship um, to stay together and again like thinking of our children I think that that's a really important thing to teach them too that Lots of relationships end, like 50% of them end. And I think that sometimes that's a different conversation that's less about like poor quality of relationship, but more about poor quality of life. And that under the kind of extreme stresses we have in modern life, that people don't thrive and so relationships don't thrive. But yeah, lots of relationships end and as long as we hang on to this idea that staying together is the most important thing then we are doing all of us a disservice some of the things to look out for in terms of like how do you know when it's time to end a relationship and so often people sit in my in particularly in my therapy room and say how do you know like how do you know when like when to let go or when to say this is enough or how do you know if you would have made the right choice. Um, and those moments, yo, I find a real sort of tender moments with people because they're asking, they're asking, like, what should I do? And of course, it's not useful for me to say, I think it's this. But it's that feeling of we create the lives that we have, and there is no right path that we that we have to sort of find and follow the cues and follow the signs that I think... Because we have this belief, or a lot of people have this belief, that there's a right thing to do, we fall into fear around, are we going to make the right choice? And I think that there is no right choice. You just make the choice, you know, that feels best at the time with the resources you have. And if you were to make another choice, then yes, a whole different set of circumstances would be created. But sometimes taking the pressure off yourself around there is no right choice there's no like magic thing that has to happen next and the rest of your life will fall into place I just I just don't believe that that's how we work we just make thousands of tiny choices and create the lives that we're in but some of the things that I'll get people to be curious about is how they are functioning within their relationship um and to see what is the relationship um and what is them so What parts of them are they sort of shutting down because the relationship is under stress or strain? How are they able to function? Like, are they able to be who they are in sort of unashamed ways and meet their partner just within lots of conflict? Or are they having to kind of hide parts of themselves away to maintain being in the relationship? So that's a really important thing to look at and to think about. Um, Are there parts of you that you're basically squishing away packing in a box because you you feel that yeah this can't exist at the same time as your relationship does of course if there's any violence this is not that's not a relationship problem that's a problem of domestic violence and domestic abuse and that's a different thing so as soon as there's domestic violence you need to seek help immediately and and so i'm not talking about that i'm talking about strained relationships not violent relationships but of course, if there is violence, yeah, do, um, I wouldn't even go to therapy first. I would go to um, local resources first and then to therapy to like really prioritize safety in those situations. Another thing to look out for is isolation. So if you are feeling more and more isolated within your relationship, if you are feeling that you can't do things together and therefore you can't do things with people in your community, then that's something to think about if you're feeling like your home environment is quite um, toxic like there is I think low level fighting is normal and there will always be conflict in homes but if there is constant conflict that isn't resolved and conflict that isn't moved through then yeah there's another point of decision like is this a way that I want to live and I think that we again have this whole story about how love is a particular way often a very sort of disney version and um, and that we also have this idea of, of relationships being hard work and I think that they can be hard work and we should consider that they need work, they need working on, um, just like anything good, but that they don't need to be this hard, do you know what I mean? Like so sometimes I'll sit with somebody and say, and they'll feel a bit broken about the situation front of them and i'll consider with them does it need to be this hard um is this a type of kind of difficulty that you can process together and move through or is this like a stuck um really restricted kind of difficulty that is going to remain throughout the life of your relationship so yeah i'm looking for things like that for isolation um for kind of squashing, packing away of parts of yourself. If there's no space for like expansive play or just expansion of yourself. So if your partner finds um, any sort of change, brings up some rigidity. um, And again, you don't want to pathologize that because people respond to change very differently, but I always think it's important to think about how you exist within the relationship. Are you like a living, breathing human who's able to move and grow? And is your partner a living, breathing human who has space to live and grow and to change and to not remain exactly the same person? Because I think that can feel very restrictive um, and very unrealistic. But yes, I think uncoupling is a painful decision. No matter what's gone on, I think that even relationships where um, the uncoupling is mutual and agreed and both people feel like it's the right thing to do, that it's um, it's a huge goodbye for people and it's a huge um, shift in terms of the way people are living. Um, it's a huge strain financially a lot of the time. Of course, if you have children, then there's a huge amount of adjustment there too, which often means that people are pausing their own process. And yeah, there's a lot of letting go, a lot of sort of messy goodbyes that again, we're not we're not always taught how to handle. And so, yeah, nobody takes those decisions lightly. And yeah, I kind of think we need to support people who uncouple a little bit more and not talk about these decisions as failures or that nothing else could be done so i hope this is helpful if you have any questions you're welcome to get in touch or if you would like to go through anything like this together you can go to my website Um, it's in the show notes and we can chat a little bit further all right have a lovely day bye if any of these episodes are helpful or strike a chord in some way and you would like to do further work, either on your own or together as a couple, or you would like to do a couples course, have a look at my website. I'll, it's in the show notes. And get in touch. I would love to chat with you. Thank you so much for being here today. If you'd like to get in touch, I'm on Instagram at grounded families. You can send me a DM or a voice note to my DMs or an email. I'd so love to hear from you. Please do like, share and subscribe this podcast. It really, really helps to get the podcast out in front of more listeners. And I'll see you again next week. Take care.